our ears to hear new things today. Open our hearts to receive your word. And may the words of my mouth and the thoughts and meditations of our heart be pleasing and acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and redeemer. Amen. So this Advent season, we have been focusing on how different people or different groups in the Christmas narrative have heard the voice of God calling out to them. And as we've heard these stories, there is one common theme that is woven throughout them all. The people who heard God's voice were people who were on the fringes of society. They were people that society wouldn't have expected to be included in one of the greatest events in history. Mary was a young girl from a small town. Joseph was a carpenter in that small town. The shepherds were outcasts who spent their days around animals that didn't smell so great. From the very beginning, God is using people who are just normal, everyday folks to bring the Son of God to earth. And today's characters are no different. This week, we find ourselves in Jerusalem at the Holy Temple. And I'm sure that as all of the people were coming and going from the temple, they passed by this older man and didn't think anything of him. Simeon was just an old man they saw from time to time around the temple. And when they saw Anna, I bet some of them hurried by or tried to avoid her because she was the temple crazy lady who was always talking about weird things like the saving of Israel and the arrival of the Lord's Messiah. Two people who by all appearances didn't have much to offer society and two people who were probably not going to change the world in the few years they had left to live. Mary and Joseph were in Jerusalem because they were following the Jewish law for purification and to offer a sacrifice after the birth of a child. And so they went into the temple in order for Mary to be purified and to offer their meager sacrifice on behalf of their son being born. There was meaning and purpose for their visit, but what they received while they were at the temple was something they didn't expect. When they arrived at the temple for their rituals, they met Simeon. The text doesn't tell us if Simeon introduced himself, so I like to imagine that when he approached the Holy Family, somehow Mary and Joseph knew that something was different about this man. The infant Christ would have been just a little more than one month old, but maybe when Simeon took him into his arms, Jesus went without fussing or complaining. This probably soothed his parents as they handed their precious child over to a stranger. Imagine the scene. There would have been people coming and going from the temple, offering their own sacrifices, buying animals for those sacrifices, offering prayers, and going about their business as usual in the large courtyard of this sacred place. It would be safe to assume that no one was paying attention to this young couple who was introducing their newborn son to the old man that maybe they did or did not recognize from their regular visits to the temple. But we read that this encounter was unlike anything Mary and Joseph expected. It's very clear by Simeon's first words that he had been waiting for this moment for a long time. We read in verse 25 that Simeon was filled with the Holy Spirit and that the Spirit had revealed to him that he would see the Messiah before he died. When the Messiah came geographically close to Simeon, it was the Spirit that led him to go to the temple and to meet this person he had been waiting for for so long. Something that was bigger than Simeon told him that this tiny newborn child was what he had been waiting for. 
And then we are introduced to the second important person in this story, the prophet Anna. Now, Anna is the only woman in all of the gospel who is called a prophet, which is a fairly significant thing. We read that she is extremely devoted to her faith, spending all of her time praying and fasting in the temple. We don't know a lot about her, but we do know that she was a member of the tribe of Asher, which was known for being the happiest and the most hopeful tribe of Israel. But it was also a tribe that was filled with wisdom. Anna embodies all of these things in the few short verses that we have of her story. When she sees Simeon standing with the Holy Family, she joins them and begins praising God and then goes and shares the good news of the Messiah's arrival with any and all who will listen. And for any who are also hoping that God's promise of redemption for the people of Israel will be fulfilled. Simeon and Anna. Two people who were probably ignored more than they were paid attention to. And as we read about them in the Gospel of Luke, we might want to just sum up their appearance in the childhood stories of Jesus as being sweet, grandparent-like, faithful people of God. And they are exactly that, but they are also so much more. Because you see, Simeon and Anna represent the entire nation of Israel in miniature. They represent a people who have been waiting in darkness for generations and for God's promise of a Messiah to arrive to be fulfilled. They have wandered and searched and waited for so long. And here he is. He's finally here. Their individual responses are very personal because they have been waiting for so long. But their responses are also a global response because it's an example of how we should respond when we encounter God and when we experience promises that have been kept by God. We've heard so many stories this Advent season of how God called out to people at just the right time and in just the right place as God tried to bring heaven to earth in the form of a tiny baby. The people we have encountered have had a variety of responses when they were called by God. Shock and awe, fear and questions, joy and praise which are all completely natural responses. Today, as we have heard the stories of Simeon and Anna, how will we respond to God's call? How do we embody or utter our praise when we hear the voice of God or see the presence of God in the person right in front of us? Will we be as faithful as Simeon and Anna, waiting for years for a promise to be fulfilled and not losing hope when it takes a little longer than we would like? On this Sunday after Christmas, may we be like Simeon, so in tune with the movement of the Spirit that when it nudges us to show up, we do just that. May we be like Anna, remaining steadfast and faithful, worshiping God with our whole selves, praising God with each and every breath. May we be like both of these examples of faith willing and ready to listen for the voice of God calling out at just the right moment so that we too may encounter Emmanuel, God with us.